G'day, g'day, g'day. We've literally not had a word with each other yet. How are you, Nicola? <laughs> I'm good, yes. It's the weekend. It's a long weekend in Ireland. Just to rub it into any uh, UK listeners. I'm so glad it's the weekend. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm so glad. I don't care. I don't care. I don't have bank holiday. I just, oh my God, I just need time. <laughs> for anything. I don't know. breakdown after getting trapped in an island for an extra 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a bit longer than that. It wasn't so much the being trapped there for 20 It was the everything that went on in the 24 hours more than anything but um, yeah no I was in Shetland for this Upelia festival at the start of the week which is basically I mean I could write a book about it at this stage but it's like a, quite an old tradition of the last sort of 150 maybe more years and it, it started as a kind of a thing you know like a lot of countries have like 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 Christmas in a way to kind of something in the winter to kind of yeah. cheer people up because I mean it's in Shetland which is in basically in the North Sea which is weirdly kind of half Scottish half Scandinavian it's a really really cool place and um, they started doing this sort of carry on where they were like setting tar barrels on fire and having basically I'd say a, a drunken session in the streets and it just got kind of more civilised over the years and it's not fully civilised now I'll tell you that much <laughs> but it, you know they moved it indoors and they got rid of the fire but they've kept this sort of outside fire element and eventually they started dressing up as Vikings and then the having a procession and then burning this galley at the end of the procession. So that's essentially what happens during the day. Um, but it's it, traditionally it's been all men and I mean hundreds and hundreds and hundreds mm-hmm. of men and they're all f- formed into squads. So there's sort of anything between sort of 10 and 30 in a squad. So there's 46 or 47 squads and then every year one squad is the main squad because the guy that's been chosen to be what's called the Jarl Geyser is the main Viking. His squad is the kind of number one squad. They're called the Jarl squad. So they lead they, the procession. They're the Vikings. They do all the formal stuff. And I mean, there's loads of formal stuff and it's like a really prestigious thing wow. to be involved. And the guys that are the main guys, it takes them like, bet- usually most of them have been doing it for 30 wow. or 40 years, but they have to be on the committee for like 15 or 20 years uh, before they get voted up to be this guy. So it is a huge commitment and you should see the effort that goes into the thing. It's absolutely astronomical. And it's a shame a way, in a way that they burn the boat because the boat's so cool. But yeah, so this major like, and then it's all at night and the, they all get these torches and they all light up. But all the other squads dress up as well, but they don't dress up as Vikings. They dress mm. up as something else. So that's the kind of day bit, you know, that a lot of people come to see in that. But then at night, around Lerwick Town, which is the main town, there's 11 parties, essentially. They call them the halls. And what happens is each of the 46 or 47 squads have to go between 9pm and 8am to every single hall and perform. So they come in, they do their bit and they go away. And in the meantime, there's Kaylee dancing and carry on live music. It's all bring your own battle. There's like a drinking room, an eating room. Food is served nonstop all night. Soup and sandwiches and... Uh, cakes and all that kind of stuff and then it's it's unbelievable we got invited to one hall as they call them it was in a primary school and it was just non-stop now I mean the acts were absolutely hilarious some of them like they put loads of effort in they were doing these amazing performances some of them had really good musicians yeah, in them and who? they were performing and um so we had like you know they take influence from a lot of sort of current of you know, current mm. pop, pop culture and things like that. So there was a lot of Barbie stuff. There was a lot of um, Trump, you know, there was people dressed as Wombles was one of the first ones <laughs> I saw. 
um, some of them are terrible and they put no effort in and they're just doing like the macarena in an yeah, animal yeah. suit or whatever but most of them do put a good bit of effort in and yeah. honestly so we survived until about 3am wow. and then I was like we had to get up again at 7 and I was 6 I was like we gotta go home I'd say Roz would have stayed there the whole night that my colleague so yeah so that was that but of course and the weather had been beautiful for a couple of days but I mean it's a notorious place for bad weather and then of course the bad weather was coming in by the time we were going home mm. and we went to the airport for our flight at nine o'clock in the morning it never went we went on to the next flight it never went we went on to the next flight it never went so we sat in the airport for eight hours eventually we went home they still cancelled our last flight at that point and we didn't get out then until We were lunchtime. lucky to have the accommodation. What was it? Like just a little Yeah, it house? was just lucky that they booked us an Airbnb. We had it until Friday, so we were able to go back. Oh, handy. So that was fortunate. But um, but there was people who were on our flight on Wednesday morning who got booked onto a flight this morning and I heard those flights oh. aren't going today. So oh, they're... Jesus. Oh my God, the anxiety. Um, But honestly, I could write a book about it. And then I lost my passport for 10 minutes no. yesterday. Where oh I was like, gosh. oh my God, I've lost it. Where is it gone? Oh my God, we're supposed to be going on holidays next weekend. Oh blah, my blah, blah. God. But You're I only so realised it when I was walking in. You know, I could have got off the island with just my driving licence, but obviously I need my passport, you know. So it was just when we were walking back into the airport, it wasn't in my bag. And I was like, I never took it out. I never took it out since we've been at home. Like, what? So I went up and I was asking them when I was checking in. I was like, do you find a passport? And they were like, eh, well, we don't have any here now. But I think there was some handed in yesterday. And then I was kind of more hopeful. Went through to security and they were they had it. I was like, oh, I nearly kissed your man. I was like, oh, oh my God. God. So you left it there the day before. And they never rang me or anything. And then, and then why I, would they ring you? They might not have a number Because they have my name and they... No, they had my bookings. They knew I was on flights. It's a tiny airport. Oh, I suppose. Like, yeah, yeah, like Kerry. So, yeah, I'd left it on the, on the counter with them they'd, they'd oh, had it looking at it and yes. they'd never given it back to me but then I had to laugh because one of the managers came along and she went oh did you get your passport and I was like <laughs> yeah she said I did announce that you must have been gone after we'd been sitting there for eight hours and oh, then bless and you. then she was like My I knew God. you were coming in today anyway I knew you'd get it and I was like <laughs> I love that it's so broken I was nearly like ready to go through them like some of the staff were super helpful but some of them were just like not helpful at all the last guy I spoke to on the phone on Wednesday night it was funny because Raz my colleague was beside me and I was explaining how we'd been booked on this and booked on that and transferred on this and um, and then he went okay Mrs Crichton um, there's no need to get upset now we're going to get this all sorted blah 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 and I was like huh what <laughs> And Roz was looking at me going, huh? What's he on about? <laughs> I was just like being totally normal with him, you know. <laughs> so I'd say he he had had a stressful day, you know. And I was like, oh, I'd say okay. So. God bless him. My but God. anyway, we got it all sorted. But um, yeah, like 600 quid worth of flights on my credit card. Now I have to try and sort out. And Oh, my God. Will you get it back from work, will you? <sighs> I'll get it back from Logan Air because it was all new flights. Oh, you know? of course. But, yeah. um, anyway, so... So that was pretty stressful. And then we were we were delayed again yesterday an hour, but that wasn't too bad. I was just so glad to to be up and away. And actually, <laughs> the weather was so diabolical. I mean, like I walked out to the car at one stage to get something and I nearly got blown off my feet and my suitcase <laughs> was gone. Like it was it was unbelievable. It was so, so gusty. It was like 80 mile an hour gusts. Um, it was. It, it doesn't was, take much to have bad weather up there. It's so exposed. Yeah, and yeah. The North Sea is so to totally. And I, I had been looking back at previous Apelias, and they're there in the snow and the sleet and everything. And I was like, God, we were touched, like blessed. We didn't have any bad weather. Mm, for the, the photos actual. were amazing. Yeah, it was. You cool. should put a, you should put some up on 
and Foxes Five. I will actually. I will. But um, yeah, that was that was my week. So I'm, I feel like I'm living in a blur. So I've kind of lurched from one thing to the next, and I'm kind of behind in my work. So I've been crazy all day. So yeah, all good though. All good. How have you been? How have you been? You're looking forward to your weekend, obviously. <laughs> I'm fine. I barely left the house. So there you go. <laughs> one of us is living and one of us is just surviving. Oh, um, bless you. Yep, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> My first item today is very short, Nicola, um, but it's, uh, are you looking to improve your life? <laughs> For are you doing this on purpose to no. me? <laughs> A little hobby could be the way if you're looking to improve your well-being in 2024, uh, having mm. a hobby to focus on is a step in the right direction. A study has discovered that taking up a hobby, whether it's journaling, meditating or knitting, is good for your health. According to researchers, hobbies have the power to enhance multidimensional aspects of your mental health and well-being. People who suffer from mental health issues such as depression can often benefit from focusing on hobbies they genuinely enjoy. Engaging in activities that spark joy in a great way to bo- is a great way to boost your mood. The study by Na- uh, Nature Medicine found that engagement in hobbies such as nature-based activities and volunteering have shown protective associations with depressive symptoms. Reading also has the power to reduce stress, which is why it's the perfect hobby for anyone who is feeling overwhelmed. It's also one of the most affordable hobbies as a person can take it up uh, and rent. Oh, yes, you can use your library for free. It's important to find a hobby that suits you rather than one that is trending on TikTok. Pottery classes may not be your Mm. cup of tea, but swimming or hiking could be perfect for you. You may find joy in making jewellery or adore baking for your loved ones. So just make sure your little hobby is something that suits you. Uh, I think it's kind of a way of take, just taking time for yourself and focusing on something that's not like part of your normality and mm. going to cause you extra stress or whatever. And so, yeah, maybe maybe just things that are kind of easy to do like that, you know, like uh, colouring. Colouring was a big <laughs> thing during COVID, wasn't it? I still see those adult yeah. colouring books around this, the place and just stuff to take you out of your head for five minutes of the day. Sudoku, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Crosswords. My uh, no, friend Di loves nice crosswords. Yeah. I'd like to do it. I suppose for me, it's not necessarily like a hobby, but I just, I find that in like when I cook, I find that escape. Like, you, you do. Know, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. when the baby isn't with me, I know that sounds terrible, but like if she's with me, then it's just chaos, you know. Yeah, yeah. But if it's, if I actually am in the kitchen on my own for an hour, like that is my mental health check. Like, totally. I just, I, I just turn off, you know. So, yeah. yeah so I think it just, uh, yeah, it depends. But I'd love to have a hobby, but I just, no interest right now. Maybe further down the line. Do you have any hobbies, Kelly? Um, well, I suppose <laughs> running and yoga, but I suppose you'd call them exercise as well. Um, I did start playing the guitar there at the end of last year, but that kind oh, of went yeah. by the wayside. But I want to get back to that again, even if I'm yeah. just doing it a little bit. What else? Hobbies. I like reading. Yeah, I do read when I get mm. the chance, but I very rarely get the chance. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm feeling inadequate now. Don't really... <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sorry now. I know very few people Art, who have hobbies. Very, very my, few. Arts and crafts with my two kids takes up my hobby time. Um, I did knitting for a while during the pandemic. I knitted a couple of scarves and things like that, which the reason I took that up and I probably talked about this on the podcast at the time was I was conscious that I was on my phone a lot at night and I just wanted something else to do with my hands like to distract me mm-hmm. you know from that temptation to pick up the phone um, so that worked well and I kind of enjoyed that I don't know if I was very good at it um, but I <laughs> like I would encourage anybody yeah to try stuff isn't that the thing like you know yeah. um, we've got a local Amdram community Amdram thing and I'm thinking I might join them maybe next year or something as well and see how that goes like try stuff you know what I mean I mean embrace the midlife crisis and just like you know 
yeah, yeah. and I feel something. like you're at a good age now where the girls are a bit older, you mm. know, so they're like a little bit less, like you don't need to constantly be at them kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know, mm-hmm. so you can kind of have that little bit of time to yourself if you need it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's good to have something else for sure. Yeah. And that's kind of something that you kind of just channel your energy in during that time, which yeah. I think is good. Yeah, you know, and, and they get used to it then too and all that. So I do think it's a nice idea. I won't be picking up any hobbies for the next four years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I suppose you could call like, Gig going a hobby, you know. Yes, I really enjoy that. That's it's like kind that, of- the- there are other things outside your norm that give you joy. It's self-indulgence a little bit, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yes, some people yeah. might like going to the cinema, theatre or whatever. You hardly call yeah. TV watching a hobby, but that's definitely a hobby of mine if it is. Yes. Yeah, I think most of us. So, yeah. yeah. It's because it's easy, isn't it? Um, mm. Okay, cool. And listening to podcasts, of course, the best hobby ever. Yes. Um, big right. one of those. Over to you, Sonic, number two. Two. So this week we've actually loads of nice telly. Um, So we talked about last week, so Masters of the Air started. Oh, yeah. Um, It is on Apple TV. So again, I know a lot of people may not have it. I must actually look up if you can just get Apple TV like free for a month or something. You can get a seven day free trial. But Uh, because Masters of the Air is coming on incrementally, you're better off waiting till it's all there. Waiting till the end. And then binging it. Yeah. If that's what you're going to do. Yeah, in a 10 or a month after that mm. but I know a lot of people now when they get their sky they get Netflix and stuff I know mm. mom has her Netflix with her sky there might be so some so double bubbles you, out there yeah you're not you know spending money on one and you don't need to anymore maybe think about adapting another and I think Apple TV is rather good it has some good stuff in it for sure mm. Um, but yes so we watched the first two episodes when it came out Um, very good very strong like when so it's the same uh, like trio as Band of Brothers mm-hmm. and the Pacific, so Spielberg and Tom Hanks and Gary Gutzman. Um, it's they're kind of part of the same kind of universe. I would say that they're slightly connected to each other. Mm. Um, but Band of Brothers is exceptional. But the Pacific wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. I think it, I don't know if it was just. Uh, it was kind of a war that maybe we didn't know as much about or like I just I don't think it was as critically claimed as Band of Brothers was you know I found it kind of harder going and also I don't know just the characters weren't as likable so I didn't have very high expectations of this because I feel like it's mm. kind of hard to to compare to things like Band of Brothers but it's very good I must say and it mm. has the night the kind of similar camaraderie that Band of Brothers has you know when it's very different characters bending together so um i found it very enjoyable the first couple of episodes it has a very charming cast i mean austin butler mm. callum turner you know all these guys barry keoghan obviously and mm. um, you'd recognize loads of the actors in it as well even if you don't kind of know them as big actors they're all very very familiar looking and just good banter you know there's a bit of levity as well as kind of the serious stuff and the graphics are amazing and yeah, it's good story so far. Only two in, and even like the promo for the third episode looked really good. So I'm looking forward to tonight's one. Mm. So yeah, I would highly recommend it. But yeah, maybe give yourself another uh, six weeks, eight weeks, and then yeah. maybe binge it in the space of a week. But it's um, very good. They're long episodes too, so you know you can feel like you're getting a good bit out of it. Mm. Um, so yeah, very enjoyable, I must cool. say. So good recommendation there. And um, the other thing that we watched actually. Now, it's not out at the moment, but it's going to be coming out shortly. Is It was in the cinemas. Is The Boys in the Boat. 
Um, have you heard anything about this? Well, so, it sounds familiar, but I can't think of it. Yeah, so it was directed by George Clooney, and it's basically the story of um, a the Summer Olympics in 1936, and um, uh, the University of Washington, their rowing team, and basically one of the characters. It's actually the same guy as in Band of Brothers, that Callum Turner guy, mm. um, is in this as well. And again, it's kind of similar kind of stuff, camaraderie and all that, and they're mm. basically um start this new uh, varsity rowing team and they do well and blah 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 so that's the story but it's very enjoyable it was mm. a nice kind of innocent watch uh, it wasn't very complicated in terms of dialogue there's not much dialogue in it yeah. it's just kind of a nice story you mm. know it's a re- real life story so it's just mm. kind of one of those you know mm. uh, where it's worth a watch but you might see get a few nods at the Oscars and stuff mm. um, but yeah it did um, it's definitely worth the watch when it comes out. Boys so that in the boat. Movie wise, the boys in the boat. Yeah, mm. and it's very George Clooney. It kind of mm. reminds me of other stuff he's done as well. Okay. So, um, there you go. So yeah, it was in the cinemas over kind of I think November December. So it'll probably be coming out in the next couple of months. So keep an eye out for that one. Cool. Very good. And over to you. Thank you. Okay. Um. So number three. Three. This week. For our Fox of the Week, I couldn't not have St. Bridget, really, considering she's donated a (laughs) bank holiday to everybody in Ireland. Um, So what I've done is there's a really interesting article on RTE's website. Uh, It's an interview with Catherine Healy, who's the historian residence at the Irish Immigration Museum. So I just pulled some info out there because there was a couple of things I hadn't heard before. So I thought I would Hmm. share that with you. So not that we're particularly religious on this programme, but... um, you know, she's got a strong... Yeah, she's a feminist icon in Ireland. Yes, so. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we know that she was born in slavery around AD 450 in Fogart near Dundalk to a slave mother and noble father. She was eventually freed along with her mother and returned to live with her father. But there was tension in the household as she had a tendency to give away food and belongings to the poor. Refusing to bow to pressure from her father to marry a suitor, she vowed to become a nun and went on to establish Ireland's first convent in Kildare which developed into a community for both nuns and monks. She travels around the country preaching and blessing people, explains Healy. She sets up a school of art that becomes famous for its illuminated manuscripts, including the Book of Kildare. That monastery is said to be one of the richest and most important religious communities in Ireland. She's a very much a saint of the common people. If you look at her miracles, they generally involved helping people, whether it be feeding the hungry, preventing violence. And she is said to have cured people of conditions. The story of how Bridget gained the land in Kildare for her monastery is one that many will remember learning about in school while making straw crosses. The story goes Mm. that she approached the King of Leinster for land in which to build her monastery. And she says, give me as much land as my cloak can cover. The king initially refuses, but when he hears of this suggestion and sees the sight of her cloak, he laughs and agrees. According to legend, she has people take a corner of the cloak and walk in opposite directions and the cloak begins to grow and spread across hundreds of acres. In 2018, during the abortion referendum debate, another story about Bridget gained publicity. Found in the writings of Cogitosis, the tale references an account of Bridget performing an abortion. Cogitosis tells the story of this woman coming to her with an unwanted pregnancy and says that Bridget blessed her and caused the fetus to disappear without any pain to her, says Healy. I suppose she serves different symbolic functions depending on the time and context, she says, explaining that Bridget very much broke the mould as a woman, as a powerful female ecclesiastical, ecclesiastical authority and has since become an inspiration to generations of women's rights activists. Although she died at the age of 75 in 525 AD, 
which she was pretty old, I'd say, for so way back then. That's a great age yeah. for that. Oh my God, she was, uh, that was probably like 120 nowadays. <laughs> and it was buried in the church she created. St. Bridget's remains have since moved. Years after her death, her body was exhumed and brought to Don Patrick to be buried alongside her fellow patron saints, Patrick and Colum Kill. Later, her skull was removed to an area just outside of Lisbon, Portugal, by a trio of Irish knights, where it remains on display to this day. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Very good. And if people don't know, I don't know if it's a very Irish thing, but like we always kind of say it's the first of spring. It's not technically the first of spring. But oh my like God, Irish me and Stuart have literally thought about this since the day we met. He's but always like... But it's also like, yeah. It, but I, it got to that point though, it's what we were taught in school was the first day of spring. But... yeah. It, that's mm. going off whatever a biblical calendar as opposed yes. to uh, yeah. I don't know whatever the Roman calendar or I don't I don't even know what but mm. it's two different calendars essentially and yeah. I think we were taught along the religious lines whereas everybody else was taught yes. along the realistic actual practical lines of first of March is the first of spring but it, mm. I still like I just for the crack with sure I still I'm so, I'll still I must go in actually to him and say first of spring <laughs> But also the thing was as well, I don't know if you remember when we were kids and stuff, we used to be like if the weather was nice on the 1st of February, it meant that we were going to have a nice mm. summer. So and what's it, it like there today? Day. Oh. Well, today's the second, yeah. but it was a beautiful day yesterday. And actually it's not too bad today. So there you go. So it's Groundhog Day nice today <laughs> in America as well. We have to find out what Pizzatoni yeah. Don or whatever his name is, the, the yeah, Groundhog. Yeah, won't be for a Pit, few hours. Pizzatoni Peter. What what's his name? The Groundhog. But anyway, yeah, so... um. Oh, that, that bites well. Well, so there you go. Happy St. Bridget's Day, everybody. Uh, belated <laughs> and enjoy the, 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 I was going to say the piss up. Enjoy the weekend. <laughs> it's the best place bank holiday ever because people totally are absolutely miserable from yeah. January. And it is just, and I don't even think a lot of people have even remembered it because it's so new. You know, yeah. it's, it's the first like, year <gasps> having it last yeah, year. Yes, sure, it's but off it's, on Monday. I'm raging. Yeah, it's, it's a lovely time to have it. It's such a great time yeah. for a bank holiday because... Everyone just needs a little break. They Everyone's do. just tired from January, and and February's not that bad. Like I don't, I'm not a keen January person, but February's not yeah. bad. Six Nations is back. Yeah, it's starting tonight, um, isn't it? Tonight. Yeah, the yeah. weather is definitely getting better. It's a bit brighter in the evening. A little bit brighter, brighter yeah, it's nice, half five, yeah, yeah, twenty to six makes a massive difference. It was funny, you like feel the spring coming. Last know? week, I was like, I feel a bit cheeky going on holiday so soon after Christmas. I don't really feel like I need it yet. Like I feel pretty rested. I feel okay. <laughs> and now I'm like, get me on holidays after this week. Yeah. When like, are you going next weekend? Get me to a sunbed asap. Um, Saturday week. So, yeah, the nice. 10th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Um, okay. Right. Nice one. That was, oh, yeah. St. Bridget. There you go. Nathan, number four. <laughs> so I have a funny one for you this week. And I must give a shout out to Elaine, who I often give a shout out to. But she shared this with me ages ago. And actually, I didn't, it didn't come up because it's such an unusual thing to talk about. But <laughs> it's an app and it's called Run P. So it's, you just search Run P in your app store. Available in all, um, you know, phone what's the word uh, software is I don't know but yeah, uh, yeah. Wherever, you get your apps. wherever you get your yeah. apps so um it's what this website does what this app sorry does is it basically you can search for a movie and it will tell you the best times to go to the toilet during the movie <laughs> 
Oh my god, I love it. Who came up with that? Yeah, that it's is brilliant, isn't ingenious. it? I actually looked them up. It's actually a family who run it because they I looked up their website first and the website just kind of talks about the app it's, but doesn't have the info on it. So you actually do need to get the app to get the info. Okay. Um, but let's think of a movie. So any, can you think of a movie there, like maybe that everyone would know? Oh, Barbie, Troy Barbie, no? Or no, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, yeah, we'll see that. I well, that's know, quite like long. How... So there's lots of probably gaps you could go to the toilet. It's like, I suppose I something think... kind of action packed. They're the ones that Maybe are... something from the last 10 years kind of thing, you know. Um... Let me try to think now. Uh... Independence Day. I don't know if the first that's at least noise. 20 years old. A lot of it's kind of new stuff. It's kind of 2010 onwards. But that's good because you go to the cinema or you go where, you know, if you're watching it for the first time. Yeah, then, yeah, you know. exactly. Um, um, so, yeah, it looks like it's 2010 onwards. Oppenheimer or Barbie, maybe. Who's Trey Barbie? Because so I can tell you Barbie. a bad time to go in Barbie was I Miss Ken's song. Oh, that yeah. was terrible because that's yeah. one of the best parts of the movie. I know. So, um... <laughs> so the, the founder, the CEO, Dan Gardner, writes a bit. So I think the second Peter is the best. It's most likely a silly chase scene, but it ends with the introduction of new characters trying not to be too late. Th- so basically it tells you that there's three different P times. The third P time is a very long music, says fight montage. That's not a good P time, in my opinion, featuring the Kins, but this P time might not be the best for you if you're a Ryan Gosling fan. Because of this, there are so many characters named Barbie and Ken, we try to add the actor's name for a certain <laughs> So the P-time number one, sorry, is 23.55 minutes and it lasts for about three minutes and 30 seconds. You can also set a timer on the app so it tells you 30 seconds before the P-time starts yeah. so that you have time to get up and go for your oh pee. Oh my God. Um, so the first P-time is Barbie says, when Barbie says to Barbie, anyway, I believe you. I believe in you, go. This is mostly a transition scene with a music montage, nothing important plot-wise. The second P time is Aaron Dinkins says, I'm a man with no power. Does that make me a woman? <laughs> About this P time, this P time is mostly a silly chase scene. The rest is easy to summarize. And again, then the third P time is one hour and 22 minutes in. It lasts for about three minutes and 55 seconds. Ken says, I'll play the guitar at you. Margaret Robbie says, oh, yay. About this P time, there's some plot development going on, but I think you'll get the gist of it from the synopsis. And you can read a synopsis of what you're missing as well while you pee. I think that's amazing because like, <laughs> it, it's so good for people who do need to pee a lot or whatever. But um, I mean, it's particularly useful for the cinema because obviously most of us have yes. televisions on where you can pause things. But when if you're I watching with more than one went person... To the cinema, it was a disaster because you yeah. need to pee every like 20 minutes. When I also, was if you are watching a film with more than one person, you don't have to pause it every time someone wants to go to the toilet, you know. Um, yes. So that might be helpful too. But wow, ingenious. God, they think yeah, of everything these pee. days. Yeah. Run P. I'd like to think of another movie, but I'm a bit brain dead right now. Um, is there anything else Run P. Yeah, Run P. Run R-U-N-P-E-E. I don't really get what the run is, but is it run to pee? They As mean, in run, run to pee. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. R-U-N-P-E-E. Okay, go, 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 go. Yes. yes. Okay, cool. So we go. can all check it out from your app store. Okay. Thank you, Nicola. Five. Number five. So finally, in music news, in case you missed it, which I'm sure you didn't, but Bambi Thug from McCroom County Cork will travel to Malmo, Sweden in May, where 
Ireland will compete in the 68th Eurovision Song Contest, bidding to qualify for the grand final on Saturday the 11th of May. I must put that in my calendar. The competition will be held in Malmo Arena after Laureen scooped the coveted title for a second time with her entry tattoo for Sweden in 2023 when uh, Keria were robbed for cha-cha-cha. Um, two semi-finals will take place on the 7th and 9th followed by the final speaking just after the show where they won Bambi Thug said I don't know how I feel I feel incredible my words are gone as a lyricist you'd think I'd have more to say but I'm speechless I'm so excited and I promise I'm going to do you so proud what do you think of the song Nicola? I don't know I was very distracted by it because when I watched it I just watched the Late Late Show version and I just found it very distracting the two dancers that were with her that are kind of dressed kind of creepy and stuff as well I don't know I, like I, we talked briefly about it and we do think it's kind of gone to the other spectrum of possibility I suppose in terms of a Eurovision entry mm. but look it's a bit more interesting mm-hmm. for sure than the last few years entrance I think Yeah. so you never know I think it, like there were they took like the Irish vote and judges from other countries and all this stuff. There was like four different things feeding into how they chose who was going to do it. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting the way they did it this year. I don't think they've had as many people voting on it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that sense, I kind of like appreciate the one that they chose. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's a little macabre, but I think... It's way more in line with the Eurovision yes. of the last few years. Uh, it's a kooky. We're finally kooky. catching up on that whole, you need to have a performance and a stage production thing. Yes. Whereas years in, or what were they called? Wild Youth last year, I was so embarrassed by them. I mean, and I wouldn't say that lightly. And your man with his jumpsuit that didn't fit him properly. And oh my God, I feel itched and scared on my memory, that whole thing. So I feel like this is probably the strongest entry we've had in a very, very long time, maybe ever in the sort of modern era of Eurovision. So I would be very optimistic for... No, I wouldn't go that far now. Um, To be honest, I'm actually For the final, for the final, not for winning the whole thing, but for getting into a final for change because we haven't gotten into a final in years. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I'm kind of appalled at them at the moment though because they're allowing Israel to still be in it and I'm just... I'm actually so angry about it that I actually don't know if I can watch it. I actually don't know. Like, with a drop of a hat, they excluded Russia and they should have. That's true. But they're allowing Israel to be in it and Mm. I just personally, I'm so angry about the whole thing and it's just very sad because like the Eurovision is somewhere where like people are supposed to be like safe space kind of yes exactly and Mm. like lots of different types of people and you know and I just think and as well because it's European I would have thought that they would have known better you know because everything is very you know anyway I won't go into it but it's uh, I just find it very disappointing no I agree but I think there needs to be a lot more noise about it so I wouldn't be 100% that they'll be in it I, I think there's going to be a lot of objections and you might find that countries will start putting out etc so yeah well yeah. if this thing goes on and hopefully it doesn't but yeah at the moment anyway I feel I like can't see things being wrapped it, up so. before May to be honest with you but um, no there no. you go um, but Sweden I think Sweden will put on an amazing show and I would love absolutely. to go sometime 50th anniversary of ABBA winning as well which is yes, going to be a theme amazing. obviously I think probably um, yeah. so that'll be awesome uh, yeah so that's that's been the crack this week now and I hope everybody has a lovely bank holiday weekend I am um, uh, Stuart was away on a stag last weekend and he's going out again tomorrow he's got a fine life that fella I tell you um <laughs> 
And then Sunday, I'm doing all sort of holiday prep stuff. I have to get some bits and bobs for the kids and all that. So my weekend is very, very quiet. But I've been eating so unhealthily and everything the last few days being away. I just need to You like, might as well forget that now. You've one week for I holidays. Know, <laughs> I know. Starvation <laughs> diet for 10 days. I go on the cabbage soup diet for 10 days. Um, <laughs> but I just want to get out for a run and just oh, yeah, be nice, detox yeah. a bit. And um, I've loads of work to do next week before I go. So that's kind of the focus now. Well, uh, we have a weekend of activities planned. We're Lovely. going to the cinema. We're going to the cinema one night. Nice. The Clarnies, the nice new Clarnies cinema, which is like three years old. I still haven't been to. We're uh-huh. going to that. And then on Sunday, we have a night out. So we know ourselves. Me and Jer haven't spent as much time outside the house and without the baby in a, since she was born. So oh. that would be nice. Oh, a reset, you. a reset. But uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. Uh, so yes, excited for this banker. And uh, yeah, we shall chat next week, I suppose. Yes, Enjoy thanks everybody. to everybody for listening. And we'll be back again next week. And take care of yourselves. Come on, Ireland. Oh, yeah, come on, Ireland. Woo. Uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Bye. Bye.